you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a a fictional character. It it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know. How do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to 
to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Harmontown is now officially in session. Thank you for coming down to Hollywood, California, in the Nerd Melt Theater. And those of you listening out in Podcast Universe, thank you. Please join us all in welcoming the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. All right. Welcome. Welcome to my magical forest of microphones. Uh, um, I have tied a, a, a red ribbon around the one that has a pot of gold under it. Um, did you ever hear that leprechaun story? Uh, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, have you ever heard that old leprechaun story? There's not a single leprechaun story I haven't heard, Dan. <laughs> the guy catches a leprechaun, and uh, he says, give me your pot of gold, which is what you're, you're, you're right if you catch a leprechaun. And the, but the leprechaun can still fuck with you a little bit. He has, like, options left. Right. Uh, and so this leprechaun says to the guy, uh, uh, I, okay, I'll, 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 I'll give you my pot of gold. Uh, come to the forest tomorrow. It's, it's under the tree with the uh, red ribbon around it. Yeah. And so, of course, maybe some of you see where this is going. But this is, this is a golden age for leprechauns. People weren't that savvy yet. They hadn't watched enough uh, CW shows. and uh, G- Grimm hadn't aired yet. Nobody, people were mythically deaf and uh, blind. So he let the fucking leprechaun go based on that promise alone. Shows up a whole forest of yeah. trees with red ribbons around them. But, but this, this is not a pot of gold you're going to get tonight. What you're going to get tonight is a podcast of gold. No, uh, it wasn't. <laughs> a, a podcast of gold? Yeah. Pot, yeah. It, was, it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, <laughs> not, 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 nothing matters. I'm in, I'm, in a, I'm in a good mood. I'm very excited. Sometimes I'm nervous when I come up. I go, what am I? I don't know. I feel, as I've said before, biorhythmically, I feel like, well, I'm not witty tonight. I have nothing to say. I'm tongue-tied. My frontal lobe is a little fatigued, perhaps from some uh, uh, intricate sex game I played. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, uh, I, I, then sometimes I come up and I go, oh, man, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to slay people. I can't wait to get up. This is one of those nights it doesn't matter because we have Greg Proops coming up here. Greg Proops is here tonight. So who cares? It's, it's really on him. Yeah, it's on him. It's, it's just a Greg Proops if it, show. If this show sucks, it's simply on his shoulders. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll sabotage it so I can walk away from this going, I don't see what the big deal with Greg Proops is. <laughs> had him on my show. It didn't turn into diamonds. Um, but uh, <clears throat> more so than that, I'm, I'm just, I, uh, he's a good friend of Jeff's and uh, therefore by proxy a, uh, a much adored uh, friend of mine. And we went and saw his podcast in San Francisco in Jan- January, last yeah. January at Sketchfest. I was blown away. I think that's when I got the nuts up. To, were we already doing this? Like, yeah. Uh, and recording it and podcasting it? Or... 
No, no not, we weren't. Just after. So he's actually kind of a, a bit of an unwitting Obi-Wan to this, to this show, I think, because I sat there in a comedy club and watched Proops just babble into a microphone, and of course I thought, well, then I'll do it. <laughs> and, 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 and put it on iTunes. Right. And make people listen to it. Um, uh, so, but he's going he's gonna to specifically come up primarily to play Dungeons & Dragons with us. We have Spencer, our dungeon master, uh, sitting anxiously on deck. Yeah, Spencer. Spencer is is is, is like a Brahmin Brahmin bull. Is, it, is that a kind Brahma. of Brahma Brahma bull? Uh, a Brahmin bull is more of like a, 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 a Hindu kind of. A thing. Brahmin bull is no big deal. They're very relaxed. Yeah, uh, yeah they're uh, in no danger at all. Uh, health update. <laughs> Last week, I explained that I had been having these lightheaded spells and I've been on, hot on the trail on how to figure out what, what's wrong with them. Vitamin D deficiency epiphanies, magnesium epiphanies, potassium epiphanies. And then I told the story of how Aaron uh, gave me the anxiety epiphany at the San Diego Zoo. Uh, oh, it's just anxiety. As soon as I knew that, everything was fine. But then th- th- that very night of the podcast, it was like, still, I'm having these lightheaded spells. I got to go back into the doctor. Even though I got all this blood work, what's wrong with me? What is it? There's nothing wrong with my lab results. I go back into the doctor. I tell him about these lightheaded spells. And uh, he diagnosed me. The bad news is I have respiratory alkalosis. And the good news is that's like the hiccups. (laughs) And his prescription was literally to breathe less. (laughs) Respiratory alkalosis is when you accidentally hyperventilate. And that's it. You take you, and it's a syndrome in the short term where you take you 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 if you're gonna if you're undergoing stress, good or bad, you kind of accidentally breathe just a hair too deeply, then you get a little lightheaded, and then you go, I'm getting lightheaded, and then so you go, <gasps> you, you you flood your body with oxygen because you want to clear your head, and then it gets it gets worse and worse, and then the more worse it gets, and the one thing I hadn't tried because it just doesn't seem like a good idea in those moments <laughs> is breathing less. And that's all I have to do. And I've tried it like seven times. I've had like little things come out and then I go, I I exhale like if I have the hiccups and then I just take shallow breaths. I felt like the biggest dick. Well, when you say breathing less, you mean inhale less? Yeah, don't take a big breath and hold it. Just exhale and hold it, which makes you feel like you're going to die. But then at the same time, it clears my head up. Doesn't that give you a stroke at some point if you deoxygenate your brain? I well, no, not, not, not when Dan, breathe. Breathe, for fuck's sake. Not when you have too much uh, oxygen in your blood, which is why you're have, feeling lightheaded. I don't, it's fucking weird. Your, your body runs on this balance of gases, CO2 and O2, and if you have less CO2, um, e- even though CO2 is bad, it's not like we use it for anything, but if, it, if the balance is... Uh, I'm sure we use it for a lot. Don't write me any letters. <laughs> you forget CO2 heads. We, we, we use it for trees. Yeah, we we give to the, the back to the earth. Um, if it's if it's slightly imbalanced, your body you're, you have a regulator in your head that will eventually make you faint. And what fainting is is just your body going, "This guy can't breathe right on his own," and just just knock him out, and and, and I'll take it from here. And then regulates your breathing, and you wake up. So, and I think that's why women fainted. You know that whole fainting couch culture. They were wearing corsets and tying them really tight. So they were they were they were fucking with the balance of the gases in their bodies. So women were regularly fainting. And then the men who designed the corsets would say, "Well, you're hysterical. Let's let's. This is something that women do. Let, They're let, psychos. Let's, let, let's get that corset off right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, keep it on, but let's you know not let them vote. Okay, so 
But I don't need to get political tonight because we have Greg Proops here. It's on him. No. I, uh, <laughs> uh, were you bringing him up? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I will now. I wanted to update you on my respiratory alkalosis. It's a, it's a new thing I'm going to blame for everything. Respiratory alkalosis. So to recap, bring up the... I, I like uh, that it has alcohol in it. I know. I, I No, believe me. I, he, said, he said it's respiratory, respiratory alkalosis. And I went, oh, fuck, here it is. <laughs> The you, glory you, days are gone. Yes. You have it's, a cute, you have a cute vodkosis. Yeah, I, I, I was so excited that it was an alkaloid thing. I was like, yes! Thought, oh, oh, ten more years. <laughs> ten more years. <laughs> one of drinking and eight of uh, of yeah. not knowing what eight plus one is. <laughs> that was a that was a quotable. <laughs> You just you watched my brain die a little bit. Wait, I, I, I'm, I'm no scientist or a doctor, and I'm not bad at math and putting things together, but why don't you just wear a corset? <laughs> That's a good idea. Stick a corset on. Well, I don't know if the corset makes more CO2 or less CO2. It I don't know it, why women it, were fainting. It makes it harder for you to inhale oxygen, so you're probably going to Too gonna much be... CO2, right? Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to start wearing a corset. Oh, all right, I mean, I mean, I mean, not that you haven't lost a lot of weight, but still... Two, no, it can only help. Two, two birds with one stone. I'll wear, like, a really tight Shatner uh, yeah, yeah. girdle. Yeah, you, you look like Rob, Rob, Robert just, Mitchum. And, and I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just have a hair trigger for challenging people to fights. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? Get up here! I won't accept it! Just punch you out. You, little, you sir, have seen a sweat, and then I'll just make out with the nearest, most racially diverse uh, woman in the audience to simulate her being green. Wait, you, you're only going to fight when you're on stage? Yeah, I don't know, man. I lost track of what I was saying. Let's let's try to let's try to. St- I don't want to get on a lot of tangents tonight. Is it because you hung out with Greg Proop, Greg Proops right before the show? <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think that's it. I updated you on my health situation. Right. And uh, I think... You, you, I, you, I haven't seen you a lot. You, you were, you were, you were yeah, out Yeah, you were town. gone last week. No, you were gone, then I was gone, and then you were gone again. I haven't seen you at all. It's, 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 it's exciting. Yeah. I miss you, Dan. It's cool that while you were gone last week, Aaron could fill in. Yeah, well, I listened to the raw, the raw uh, <laughs> file of the, uh, of the last Harmontown when you guys played... Uh, when Aaron McGathy guest comp trolled, and I heard... Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons, where we introduced a new character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she and, and that character became a uh, was very was very uh, vocal. It was very, it was very adamant. Very proactive about becoming a permanent member of the adventuring right. party. Yeah, but, I mean, part part of it, a lot of it was kind of overtly begging to be a regular member of the campaign. <laughs> Jeff and Aaron have kind of a sibling rivalry. Uh, he, he calls her the girl in the treehouse. Uh, or the little sister in the treehouse. She's like a little sister in a treehouse. Yeah. Our next guest... Uh, ...was described by Herman Melville as... The biggest asshole that ever sailed. No. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's an awesome, really... He's... he's He's truly the smartest man in the world, and he hosts a podcast called The Smartest Man in the World. He, he, he blew my mind in San Francisco. He's one of Jeff's very good friends from uh, the Who's Line world, and uh, he's amazing, and, and we're thrilled to have him here as a surprise friend. Uh, let's bring Greg Proops up. Greg Proops, everybody. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you can go there if you like. 
Vodka's there. Yeah. Craig Proops, yeah. You know, I've been sitting backstage uh, listening to this... Uh, what is it, carbon dioxide you're talking about or whatever? <laughs> what a load of shit, ladies and gentlemen. There's no global warming. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. If you just breathe normally, penguins never die. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, 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 never get to, I never read the paper or anything. It's good to have somebody up here who's informed. Yeah. Mm. What was it, oxygen and carbon dioxide, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a delicate balance uh, uh, between them in your, in your bloodstream. I feel weird standing in front and then yeah. staring back over my shoulder. I like that Greg Proops. Kelly McGillis on the Top Gun poster. Gre- Greg- Queen, Queen to Rook 4. <laughs> the most dangerous game of all. Not, not hunting a human, but human chess. Uh, the most dangerous game is when you're just loose on an island. The, the human chess is actually relatively safe. <laughs> you, you could end up being like one of many pieces that lives to the end. Um, sorry. Um, so, uh, um, Greg... Kitten. Yeah. Dan Kitten. Uh, um, I, I, Greg, would you rather sit? Well, no, I don't want Dan to be uncomfortable. He just said he didn't want to look behind him. Oh, sit here. Thank you. Is that what comp trolling is, moving chairs? I've always wondered. Shouldn't it be chomp trolling then? Thank you for that mild laughter. That's what... Yeah. That, that uh, jape actually warranted that small of a response. You were exactly right in your measured and fucking well-thought-out response. Gre- Gre- Greg, might, might I say that I appreciate you uh, spending the last 10 minutes in the green room alone with the vodka, and then you came on stage and went headlong straight for the vodka again. <laughs> my glass was almost empty when I got out here, and my entire life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> like a Guy Madden movie, perplexing. Yeah, like the edge of the pool is no longer... You just start to panic in the deep end. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, the, except it's, it's a, the deep end consists of a, a, a deep level of lack of vodka. Exactly. Um. It's like an ever-diminishing vanishing point full of vodka. We should have Spencer come up and start prepping his little table, right? I always make that mistake. We've had Spencer up here. Uh, where, is, is Spencer here? Yeah. Right oh, okay. There he is. All right. Spencer, everybody. Hi, Spencer. Spencer, of course, for those of us, uh, those of you just joining in, Spencer nice is our uh, 611 uh, D&D dungeon master. <laughs> How's your parents? They don't want me to live with them. I was just being a dick. Oh, we don't do that in Harmontown? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot this was a basket of cookie kind of place. I didn't realize it. I brought a basket of vitriol. That's so inappropriate. It's a safe place, but like Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street, I mean, it's, you're, you're welcome within our... It's, if you have vitriol, we're only going to make you feel good about having it. Okay, thank you. Because I felt uncomfortable just then, but now I feel better again. See? That's what we do. Next week, you'll be farming potatoes with us. And, ah! Uh, I'll see you on the ice. <laughs> um... So, uh, Greg has never played Dungeons and Dragons before, correct? Even though you... Uh... No, but I will say this, and I, I hope I'm not stepping on any uh, uh, pointed shoes that curl over like that that are made of green felt when I say this. Uh, I think dragons are a plague. And uh, I'll go further. They have to be eradicated. And even if it requires going to a secret place, such as a cavern or perhaps a, an area on top of a mountain that they live in, I am willing to go through the series of questions that have to be asked and... Uh, 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 obstacles that have to be surmounted and perhaps even groups of, of, uh, of gremlins that are filled with animosity toward anyone who's heading toward the dragon. It's, uh, it sounds like... It's, it, it, I know you've never played before, but it sounds like you're going to do great. I just... Uh, I don't play it uh, professionally, but in my mind, I've 
played it many times. Uh, the dragon is my agent, and uh, the mountain is Wilshire Boulevard. It's pretty weird how I play it. Did you ever play Hot Lava when you were a kid or anything like that? Like, just make believe on the playground? Yeah. Hot Lava was a goodie. Um, we also... Uh, <laughs> What I love with the what we would we actually played Ring Around the Rosie when I was little and isn't that like a medieval yeah that's like, from the plague right I mean like yeah. why are we playing plague games Did, did you have did, was it even a game It's just a fruity dance that right It just ends with everyone laying down right it just, Well that was the best part Everyone would lay down Oh yeah Ladies man coming exactly. through Exactly <laughs> At four Greg I wonder would you like to share my popsicle I could split it in half Greg uh, even though you, even though you did not play Dungeons and Dragons you did if I'm not mistaken wear like uh, a cape or a top hat at some point? Didn't you, didn't you have some kind of gothy-affected clothes? Well, I don't know. Gothy, uh, douchey. Uh, <laughs> I went to my junior prom and I carried a cane. That was 1976, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That, Thank that was you. fine. Thank you very much. Same hair parted down the middle. Same hair parted down the middle. Okay. Thank you. That was probably... And no, I didn't get any. No? No, unsuccessful night at the junior prom. Um, we went to Portland, and there's no segue. I wore a sky blue tux, if that's if you're interested. Sky blue tux. Yeah, with a, with a, and you, with a and waistcoat. You, and, yeah. you, and you affected a cane as well. I carried a cane that had a lion head on it. And, right. Uh, can the I, lion can I, head was in order to keep pussy at bay. <laughs> beating them up with a stick, even though you, didn't, you weren't beating them up with a stick. I, I could have dipped that stick in ambergris and dollars and never got a girl to come near me. <laughs> Doubloons. When did you find your uh, your sexuality? When did you become the the, uh, the rampant sexual mare? That you, I'm sorry, stallion rather. Yeah. Oh, so ambivalent and so passive aggressive. What you just did. I don't even, we don't have enough time to discuss it's the mare. Backhanded Davis. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably f- 15. I think I had a girlfriend when I was 16. Is that too late in the game? That's young. Is it young? Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That was, that was Dan's girlfriend class. It was. Uh, I'd like to point that out. It's an ally. You were starting a thought, and I rudely jumped back. I was, I was starting a, a new thought, though. If we, want, we could keep following the, uh, do you want to talk about when you lost your virginity? Oh, no, not at all. No, no. Do you not unless this is the Opie and Anthony show, in which case it's a de rigueur. Uh, <laughs> we went to Portland, and, we, and, and Portland is a very uh, liberal, progressive city. There's a lot of deconstruction of a lot of boundaries going on there. Um, things that you wouldn't even expect to, be, to need to be deconstructed. We went to a bar called the Green Dragon. Aaron went to the bathroom. Again, a place that I would avoid. <laughs> Until the dragon is slain, I shall not be going through the portals of the Green Dragon. Sorry, Dan. Um, she came back and, and, and a little traumatized and said that the bathrooms, instead of being men and women, were sitting and standing. <laughs> It's a new, so it's a new way to like break the deuce, down. You say, yeah. So if you really think about or the that, ounce. one bathroom was <laughs> for nothing but men taking shits and women, all women, <laughs> and the other bathroom was for just men who had to do nothing but pee. It's like the worst. If you're going to like rearrange yeah. the bathrooms. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could do to women ever. It's just add shitting men to their side of the war. 
and, 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 and Jeff pointed out, he says, well, there's lots of unisex bathrooms, so I'll be, but you know, those are, those are bathrooms that have a toilet and a mirror and a sink and a lock on the door. So yes, so women have to suffer the misfortune in those situations of having to go pee or poop after a man peed or pooped. Um, this bathroom, the sitting bathroom, uh, had several stalls in it. Uh, she was in there with another woman peeing and a guy in between them grunting and 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 and, and making a making a real mess. It's such a horrible violation of everything we know to be right. There are. I understand the the impulse to modernize everything and and second guess our 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 our, our precursors, you know. But there are a couple of things that cavemen got right, um, and one of them was the idea that women should be nowhere near men's shit. <laughs> or men's shitting. Yes. The uh, next thing will be going in the kitchen, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, there's a few areas. No. Never the twain shall meet, as they say. Next thing you know, dragons will be outside of dungeons. <laughs> Easy, Greg. Not on my watch. Easy. Not as long as my scimitar Nembutal has a mind to say about it. Hey, Down, Greg. Nembutal. Greg, right. Greg, if you're going to blow... Yeah. Blow cool. All right. Uh, no, uh, no, no, uh, All right. I, uh, so, hi, I'm Jeff B. Davis from Harmontown, sitting here with uh, Spencer Crittenden. Hey, guys, we're here to talk to you about rhetoric coffee. Are you guys coffee drinkers? Are you junkies? Do you get up in the morning and you're, you're just no good until you have that cup of coffee? Or do you just like to sweat a lot and get the shits? Yeah, no, that second one is definitely me. I like to sweat a lot and get the shits. Does that apply to this ad at all? Uh, strangely, yes. We're talking about Rhetoric Coffee. Rhetoric Coffee doesn't just give you unwanted diarrhea. It's the best subscription service coffee you'll ever taste in your life. Rhetoric commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive has a special life and is a unique organic work of art. I, we got this flat, like bag right here. They, they, they gave us bags of coffee. I'm like... This is me crinkling a bag of rhetoric coffee. Look, I'm opening it right now. Oh my god, it smells like heaven. It's it smells like it smells like being like a like a like a angsty teen. He's Spencer is actually eating full coffee beans right now. They're good. <laughs> oh, dear God. They're great. Oh, somebody call the police. Not only are they fun to chew on, you could probably make coffee out of them. And you get to feel good about drinking that coffee because it's what I call ethical coffee. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists that put the art on the bag with the coffee in it that Spencer is now currently chewing. Oh, yeah. Everyone wins. <laughs> You're a fucking monster. <laughs> their relationship with their artists allows the artists to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everyone wins. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking what they are selling. They're getting high on their own supply. You know, they say not to do that, but it's also, I guess, a mark of quality in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a drug dealer that doesn't get high on his own supply. That makes me feel like he doesn't believe in the product. It might not be good business sense, but it's definitely, you know, a good product. Yeah. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com and sign up now and use the promo code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, for a 30% off discount. <laughs> go to FERAL. F-E-R-A-L, for 30% off. Your first roast. You, ne you never forget your first roast, Spencer. I, I never will. The first roast is the deepest. 
That's R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C-Coffee.com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Coffee so good, you can chew it. Get a bunch of uh, wild uh, chicken chewing just to have. You notice there's a forest of microphones up here. That's because, as we mentioned last week, Erin McGathy uh, was guest controlling, so she had a character made for her in our D&D campaign. And uh, much to Jeff's chagrin, uh, she... <laughs> Uh, I've heard it. She she made herself a part of the uh, campaign permanently. So Aaron McGathy needs to come up uh, and play her character. Aaron McGathy. And then we welcome back in his selfless role as the puppeteer of the cosmos, Dungeon Master Spencer. Spencer, everybody. Hey. Who can forget? How's it going, you guys? Greg, I'm sorry about that neck kiss. I forced you into a neck kiss. I didn't even notice. I was just happy to see you again. You were the only person who applauded during one of the earlier things I said. <laughs> this crowd is mounted against me like a fucking Romney rally. <laughs> they're they're harmonites. I mean, they they you know they have a they have a they, they have a xenophobic uh, anti you know anything that's not harmon. Oh, because I'm an Auslander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But th- that doesn't mean they don't accept you. It's just they're protective of me. They're they're scared you might go for my throat. I understand. I had a, I had a dog when I was a kid uh, that uh, bit a guy because he was throwing away newspapers and he was holding a wire and he was protecting my brother and we had to put it down. Oh no! Oh, all right, let's move on. Did that story really end with the death of a beloved dog? Yeah, it did. Could you Fuck, you're brave like story? Disney. But then there, but then there were puppies. When we got home, there were puppies. Come on, we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Beethoven, get off the couch. Uh, the, so, the, you are never more than five minutes uh, in the movie. We bought a zoo from a character shrugging and saying, "We bought a zoo." I just want you to know that, and and that is never a sign of a confidently written film. Uh, so if, if, imagine if you were watching Star Wars and every five minutes someone just went, Star Wars. <laughs> they never said it once. You know? uh-uh. Citizen Kane never was, you know, no one ever went, You Citizen you're Kane. real Citizen Kane. You're fired, Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's uh, just a. Uh, no, know. but Dan, what, what compelled you to buy that movie? Because first of all, I've never heard of it. Second of all, what the fuck? <laughs> we went through every fucking movie ever. We watched, we watched Savages with oh. with Travolta. Yeah. We watched uh, Safe House. Safe House. Uh, eight, Which one's Safe House? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's everyone. Asked a weird D and D character. Um, I don't know, man. I know we, we walked away from Portland, one hundred and seventy-seven dollars into bad Hollywood. Like we, we, they got us. The house won. Um, you bought these or rented these? Well, I don't know. What, what, what do you call, what do you oh, call oh, it? Oh, oh, at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. Right. And I, I rented a lot of movies while Dan was sleeping, and he woke up to We Bought a Zoo. It's not about me. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Yeah, that, a zoo that, that's, terrible that's fine. It's fine that you bought a zoo. The problem is then you made a movie about it. And I'm watching it. You have my money. <laughs> we bought a zoo. Dan was, Dan was half asleep during the entire movie. It was just waking up in like a, f- a fever dream saying, Bought a zoo? <laughs> and then back asleep. Say it one more time. Because they would do, it would do the, the, the con, there was no conflict in the movie. They bought a zoo. <laughs> 
If you, if you mapped it on my story circle, six of the eight points on the circle would say we bought a, we bought a zoo. Wow. To be fair, in the middle of the film, the the truth that they arrive at is that they bought a fucking zoo. To be fair, that that movie was written uh, using a story puddle. (laughs) Halfway through, did they lose the zoo? No, no, no. Halfway through, they they said we bought a zoo, which they bought on page ten. They fucking bought it, and then they just sat on it and ran it. Well, they, a tiger died. A they, tiger they, so died. they kept contriving things. This is based on a true story about, guess what? They bought a fucking zoo and nothing happened. It's like based on a true story about going to the dry cleaner. So if you make that into a movie, you have to break it up with contrivances. It, it, it rains in the movie. It rains for days. It's not going to rain. It's what, what, like they're sitting there like these, these, these writers are going like, uh, what is the enemy of a zoo? <laughs> What's the what's the what's the Mecha Godzilla to a zoo's Godzilla? Rain, rain. I never go to the zoo when it rains. God damn it, Preskin, you're a genius. Uh, and then it, but but okay. How do you get rid of rain? How do you get rid of rain? Wait a while, uh, sir. You wait, and then it stops raining after a while. God damn it, you're right. And that's what happens. It's, it rains for a while, then it stops raining. Then there's a tree in the road. Then the people find out they can walk around the tree. I'm not. I'm not. A Exaggerating, and every every time one of these contrived high points happens, they cue this like a weem away, a weem away, like, like just this fucking shitty African like Paul Simon shit, like like that's it's just designed to don't worry, be happy, your aorta uh, just like goes in your chest like a like an invasive un it, it, it just, it's, it's, who's, who's, a- African people just chanting things Dan, who's the at bad random. Guy? Who's the bad guy? Uh, 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 you for watching it, like, like, like you, you, you're, and I'm not kidding, like, like, because the movie keeps jabbing you in the ribs and going, why aren't you crying, you, you Scrooge? Why aren't you, why aren't you crying like everyone in the movie? No one. They comes, bought a zoo, you dick. No one comes in and goes like, nice place for a zoo. <laughs> Or an oil well. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. The last no. person who put one here sank into an enormous crater. No, that's one of six things missing from yeah. the story. Uh, is a guy going like, yeah, you know what's under this zoo? Diamonds. Right. Blood diamonds. Yeah. And we have Lion killing blood diamonds. Right. We're going to have blind children come in and dig them out with toothbrushes. <laughs> But the lions will eat them. That's the point. But I thought you wanted the diamonds. I'm high. You're the bad guy and you're high? Yes. I didn't buy a zoo. <laughs> oh, oh, honey, I just woke up. Uh, uh, we didn't buy a zoo. No, you did. You bought a zoo. Oh, oh, I just woke up a third time. It's like Inception. Zoo. We bought a dream zoo, dream zoo. The zoo conspiracy. <laughs> and the zoo The lion was the architect. It was the lion's dream the whole time. You're in the zoo. Yeah. Uh, we bought a zoo. They shrug and they say we bought a zoo a million times. Uh, all right, so we've gone on. I don't want to get off on any uh, tangents tonight. Dan, I think if, uh, if at any point the, uh, this uh, train jumps the tracks, like uh, during Harmontown, you could just say... I got a podcast. I got a po- I bought a podcast. I got a Hermit Town. I got a microphone. I got a, I got a town. Oh, uh, you know, Kettle One tweeted me uh, today. Ooh. And well, I'm just saying, in a world where we're doing sponsor bits, you know, they, they have a relationship with Kettle One, both internally and externally. 
I have a fundamental relationship with Kettle One in that it's the spinach to you, my Popeye. You have, you have re- respiratory alcoholism. <laughs> and then and then now I have a they're my Twitter buddy. I don't know. I'm just saying. Sorry, are you saying we should drop Nike as our as our unofficial sponsor? If you if you have fun tonight, it may be indirectly the result of Kettle One. I can almost guarantee it. Can I? How, what, I have some copy written down from a Nike shoe. Why don't we just plug a new Kettle yeah, give One? Give it a shot. A new Kettle One shoe. Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> the, the new Kettle One Tiempo, combining the perfect blend of comfort and superior ball feel. <laughs> I'm just going to stop there. Ball, ball view? B- ball feel. Oh, ball feel. Superior. I adore that. S- when Greg? you're hunting a dragon, there's nothing more relaxing. Greg? <laughs> Greg, how would you like to combine the perfect blend of comfort and superior ball feel? Uh, would I? It's like reading Balzac while lying in a bowl of pudding. <laughs> the Kettle One Tiempo Legend 4 Elite is designed for the ultimate touch. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. You can't, say, you can't make a shoe and say ball feel. Spencer, d- distribute the character sheets. Can you pass this down to Jeff? Spencer is now this distributing our Dan. Dungeons and this Dragons is that point character in the, sheets. In each episode that all you ladies look forward to. It's our... What the fuck is this? It's, Who's Jeff? Uh, that's, I'm Cork. That's, that's Je- pass, the, pass it all to Jeff. Yeah, pass those ones to oh, Jeff. Oh, okay. And you don't have one yet. I'll give you one. Oh, uh, he's going to give you one. Yeah. Thank you, sponsor. You have to be woven into the tapestry of our fate. Okay. <laughs> many, many thanks to you, weary traveler. And I hope that upon the path we travel, good fortune will find you. Holy shit. We've got to get this guy in the game. No sh- are you sure, Privy. Are you sure you haven't played this before? Are you a I, ringer? Not professionally. <laughs> I, I quit right before it went pro. Are you, are you going to produce a lion-headed cane from your coat? <laughs> it is to be fervently wished. All right, McGathy, what was your character's name? I only know it's like one of the most forgettable, <laughs> slippery... Dear sir, I am Moraine Sedata. Ha-ha, Mo- adventure. Moraine, Moraine Sedata? Oh, Mulrain Sedana. Mulrain. Okay. But Mul- I be whatever you'd like, for I am half elf, half human, and all pleasure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Spencer? All right. So <laughs> when we last met, you had found Mulrain trying to find the sun, or when you were looking at the sign, you decided that you should kill this ember mauler that's been wreaking havoc on the town. Oh, right. I saw a sign in the tavern that was like a lion creature. That's been killing cats and dogs and people and stuff? Right. Yeah, it's been killing some things and burning some crops and causing some havoc. So, you were in the tavern making sure that... Uh, are we in Calabasas? Where are we right now? <laughs> the city of Thornvale. To be sure. Not that fell place. I made an oath I would never return there. But, but Greg, uh, did, didn't you used to do comedy there? You, you played. Yeah, I played the palace. <laughs> There's two times in your career you play Thornbear. Once on the way up and once on the way down. <laughs> it is so nice to be back. <laughs> Holy shit! He doesn't even have his character sheet yet. In the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! 
So, deciding to join forces, you retired to the tavern, and it is now the morning, and you're waking up in your rooms. Ye old prancing pony, what's the name of the tavern? Do we know? Cha-Cha's Tavern. Cha-Cha's Tavern. Cha-Cha's? All I know is, I I went into a berserker rage, we killed a pig, I woke up in the morning, and there was a homophobic elf hanging out with us. She said she Not was homophobic, pl- sir. Mm-hmm. Huh? All right, I, uh, huh? Encouraging of new love. Okay. A gardener. Yeah, but he told you that blooms. we're not we're not a couple. Spencer, uh, <laughs> a, 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 as per an agreement that I decided we had between these two rounds, we, we we're all meeting for breakfast down in the common room. <laughs> all right, in the common room of a pub, you seem to notice an air of discomfort. Yeah, between Jeff and Aaron. I mean, uh, Quark. Quark and, uh, and, 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 mo- and mole, mole Rain. <laughs> there uh, appears to have been a fire the night previous, and, thinks, and people think it might be resulting from the Ember Mauler's assault. Oh, a fire in the, in the, in the, in the, in the town? Okay. Yeah, some people are talking. You're hearing people talk about fires in the pub. What's this town's name? <laughs> Thornvale. Thornvale. <laughs> Finally, a conflagration has consumed that cursed place. <laughs> Wait, who's this guy? <laughs> Wait, no. Sharpie, butts a lot. Methinks we have a new member to our team here. A, a voice speaker from the table, yawn. Uh, is that true? I, I, is there, or is he just a disembodied voice? He's a disembodied voice. Oh, oh shit. I am Percocet, the giver of feelings that are wild. <laughs> My humblest apologies, Sharpie. I slept very hard last night. Yeah. Dear Pfff. Uh, now that you're awake, may I offer my apology for suggesting that there was a romantic relationship between you and Butzalot? I was asleep. I just heard about it. <laughs> well, either way, I apologize. I love happiness and balloons. I'm like a rainbow. You don't know where I start or end. Balloons don't exist. Gentlemen, please. Uh, can, uh, uh, my character sighs loudly. <laughs> just rode in. Who must one fillet in order to obtain ale in this shithole? Sharpie, I say we out into the streets and conquer this deadly beast that be thwarting the cats and dogs of Thornvale. We out into the streets, Spencer. You see the scene of a fire. It's a farmhouse. Or was. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Sharpie. Methinks we are in business. <laughs> I like that he didn't, he didn't want to roll the dice on, t- on making the pause. He didn't want to take a dramatic pause. He was like, fuck these guys. They talk about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't give them an inch of leeway. It's a, it was a farmhouse, or was. Like, like, <laughs> it's just good writing. If he paused, one of us would talk for ten minutes. Uh, I exam- <laughs> a farmhouse? More like a farmhouse. <laughs> we bought a farmhouse. <laughs> going to do with all these domesticated animals? I hope there's no dampness. Uh, uh, I examine the, the, uh, the remains of the farmhouse, Spencer. You see an old man crying over the remains of his farmhouse. <laughs> I, I, I'm not good at language. Uh, Sharpie, you want to talk to the old man? <laughs> oh, G- Greg can play the old man. He can play the old man, yeah. Oh. <laughs> The old man appears to be of a non-human uh, race. Non-human? <laughs> I, I, I check my inventory for lozenges. 
elderly gentleman. I, I... <laughs> I cast Ricola. <laughs> Ricola's faithful lozenge. Uh, Elder one, I don't know this Andy Kaufman-esque tongue of which you speak. I, I, I only want to express my sympathy for the loss of your home and, uh, and, and inquire as to how it became so destroyeth. Mibaldo. Spencer, what were they called? Muller? What were they called? What? The people who set fire to the goddamn village. Ember Muller, yeah. Ember Mulls? Yeah. The Ember Mull. The Ember Mull de Bosto. The Ember Mull de Hando. The Ember Mull de Hindo. Jeff, Quark, I understand one word that this guy's saying, and it's the same word on the poster in the tavern, this Ember Muller. Ember Mull! I, old it's, man. Like, it's like Tony Shalhoub in Quick Change. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub, you know him? I love him in Quick Change movie. <laughs> old man. Old, older dwarf homosexual. Aye, aye. Ah, full of pleasure. As always, as always, I like, to, I like a good fight when I can find one. Did you see which way this beast went? Passo. Cantado. Peso de dragon. He said pass the dragon. <laughs> Spencer, we have, to, we have to pass a dragon to get to the thing? You can pass or you can do what the fuck you like. <laughs> I, He's holding a baguette. Let's take his baguette. And he has a penguin on his head. Wait a minute. Uh, Spencer, what, what, is, is any of what we're saying true? Yeah, he motions to the west and points in a direction. Penjo! Well, it's are Pencho you guys, the west. Are you guys ready to head west? Get this ember mauler? Mulrain, being a ranger, can track the beast if she can successfully do that. <laughs> of course I can successfully do that. I'll go pack up our bags and our treasure that we got last night, and we'll we'll, we'll away. Pardon, pardon. Oh, oh, he wants. Oh, oh, he wants no, no, a tip. No, no, he wants I, a tip. I, I, no, oh, I, I, it's customary to tip people after asking them about their. Here's four. Co- I, I, I give the uh, the old man four coppers. I give the old man a bag of dirt. <laughs> And I give him a promise that his children will walk upon the rainbows. Miss Gorsan. <laughs> You're not two friends at douchebag. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, hey, as we walked on the road, I whispered to Sharpie, was that guy Jewish, Italian, French? Or I think was, that character was a real Eurorail pass. <laughs> I am doing Christophe Lambert. Oh, yeah, he, he, oh, he can hear us. He can hear us. God, run, My run. hearing is acute. Run. I am not acute. My hearing is acute. I am also Chico Marx. <laughs> uh, this way, friends. Adventure. <laughs> we head west. I thought. By the way, I thought Mulrain was a dude. 
Mulrain's a dude, yeah. I am oh, okay. a dude. Did I say she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Seems Why sorry, I... audience. I'm so attractive. To... <laughs> Sometimes I appear to be a woman because I'm so beautiful. Spencer, Spencer, how are we traveling? By foot? On horse? How are we going? You're walking on foot. Mulrain's leading the path, bending over and looking at all sorts of signs and symbols of possible animal This way. Passing. Regard my asshole. <laughs> You come upon the remains of a burned field. The path seems to stop. No one walk on this field. It's burned. Stop. Well, that means the Mulrain must have been here. The Ember Mauler. Ember Mauler. Mulrain is our... That's Ember Mauler. Oh, my God. He followed us. He's like a homeless guy in in Koreatown. Shoo! 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 Four coppers, you cheap son of a bitch. Oh, man. Spencer, I pick up a stick. (laughs) I throw throw the stick back toward the town. All right, I'm going. (laughs) But don't say I didn't warn you. Now he's from Puerto Rico? What the hell is going on? Yeah. I am John Lithgow in Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> 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 he loves sandwiches. <laughs> All right, we're in a burnt field. I, all right. I, I investigate the field. After the old man leaves, you turn around to investigate the field and notice that a white horse has been trotting into view. But no normal white horse was this, for it was a unicorn. Uh, holy shit. Do you know how rare these things are? The unicorn bends down and touches its horn to what looks like a charred dead rabbit. You see a blinding flash of light and a healthy rabbit boing, boing, boing. And bounces into the underbrush. That's not there because it's a burnt field. Wait, it brought the rabbit back to life? It seemed yes. to bring the la- rabbit back to life. Sharpie! Uh, Neil Sadaka! That, that I think I tell! M- Mulrain Muldoon? Mulrain Saldana? Yeah. Yes. That horse just touched a dead rabbit and it came back to life. Hi. That's no horse, Quark. It's no horse. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> it's a, a unicorn. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's it's a, a unicorn. It's a horse it's with a unicorn. one horn. It's a unicorn. <laughs> I am Tylenol with codeine. <laughs> and a warm sense of well-being should imbue your body with my very presence. What? See the rabbit I have brought it back to life What would be your name? Tylenol with codeine. Oh. I thought you just said you were high on codeine. No, I'm Tylenol with codeine. I'm the good kind of Tylenol, not the disappointing kind. Dear Unicorn, why this rabbit and not the entire field? I am selective. (laughs) I respect this. Tylenol, did you see the Ember Mauler that did this? The Ember Mauler. Oh, they are most evil. Much havoc have they wrought upon the land. I used to prance freely amongst the daisies and gladiolas, the snapdragons and the... What are those little purple ones? I love those. Uh, Tulips. No, I have not met you. And yet... The Embermall much havoc have wreaked, and they must be stopped, for this land was once pure. It, it, it was now it is fouled with the horrible stench of their enormous wands. <laughs> have you seen, have you done battle with them before? Seen them? I have smelt them from kilometers away, for my senses are most highly developed. I would say acute, but the old man used it earlier. And Sharpie, I care not to 
do battle alongside this winged horse who speaketh so fruitily? What? <laughs> fruitily I speaketh. Thou art a basket of raspberries thyself. <laughs> Why dost thou not give me thy name, O Jamba Juice, and I will inform you when your cup is ready. Oh! Ooh! White stallion, I shall disembowel you with my sword for words so important. Take it easy. Unicorns are very powerful. He could make a most unlikely ally. Pift, he threatens not your love. Art thou but half-elf? Yes. I, I am half-elf, and I can speak for myself. <laughs> Indeed. Thine companions are most sexist. I, I agree, sir, but it matters not, for I am like th- the breeze. I flow and pleasure. <laughs> Like the wind thou dost blow. I, Unicorn, may I become your ally and ride you, or you can ride me, although my back will break, but I want to not be a unicornist. Indeed, Elflet, thou may mount me while thine friends trail behind and step away from my stool in a haphazard manner. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Adventure! (laughs) Well, how do you like that? Listen, uh, maybe we should split up. (laughs) What is that ahead? I see an emerald light. Is it not true, Spencer, who holdeth the book? (laughs) (laughs) On the horizon, you see a light. It seems to be a fire, but it is not spreading. It does appear to be coming closer. Uh Uh-oh. I see Embermuller headlights. (laughs) Possibly. Indeed, for the Emdermal, Embermal, I have mispronounced it. Listen, gang, if this beast is as dangerous as its wake of destruction has suggested, it might be prudent for us to find a hiding spot and wait until You sound unsure. I'm just a little... Sharpie! <laughs> you told me last night that you, or this morning rather, that you'd found a crystal of the, of the greatness of something. Might yeah. that be of any value to us? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> oh, dickless human. <laughs> Who, like one oviparous, strode behind me when thou might have mounted if thou had, uh, had objected in any way. Wouldst thou not use thine talisman? For I have the power to... Yeah, I have the power yeah. to detect evil. Yeah. And evil I do detect... <laughs> You detect evil coming from the direction of the fire. Oh. Shit ball McGee. Dost thou wish to bone out, or dost thou wish to grow a pair? Would there be any visual cover uh, in this area? Where where are we? There's some large rocks and some skeletal burnt trees to your right. Let's hide behind those rocks, you guys. As As a creature with wild empathy... I, uh, I wish to approach the light, for I feel for the light. I, too, burn inside with a green light. Albeit not exactly a green light, but I, I wish to approach the light. You wish to approach the fire. It burns closer. You can see it is getting close enough to make out. And it is not just a fire, but the form of a powerful feline. It seems to be the size of a lion, but with a flaming mane and twin tails made of fire. Was they... I clear about hiding behind a rock? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're behind a rock. She's walking towards this. The unicorn determined that it was absolutely evil. Moldane, by the 
one, hide yourself. <laughs> I would like to say. <laughs> I would like to say that uh, my my character has also read The Great Gatsby, so I'm intrigued by the green light. I head towards it. Caution, I would use. <laughs> Dear unicorn, you have been the greatest friend to me and a kindred spirit indeed. Shall I back away from the light? Nay, thou must seek thine own destiny, the danger with naught. Oh, you are like a rock covered in candy, hard and sweet. (laughs) You are like Sammy Hagar and canst not thou drive 55. (laughs) The Ember Mala approaches. Shall you face it head on or shall you lay in ambush? Hooey. I am an elf human. Sharpie, you are titular leader of this group of headless worms. That's why I'm behind a rock. (laughs) I call back to Sharpie for advice. Sharpie! Get behind a rock! (laughs) Go straight at him! (laughs) Just do it! A fuck of cluster this be. Aren't there no leaders amongst this group? If it's me, everyone's behind a rock. <laughs> hey, Muldane, don't you have arrows? Fire a couple of those off. Dum-dum. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. I shall not take dum-dum personally. I fire off 14 arrows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you can only fire off a couple at a time. So. <laughs> Well, you I lose fire an off arrow. two, and then 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 two. Fourteen. Seven times has she let her bow sing against the air. If she's doing that, I hide behind a rock seven times. <laughs> seven pump- times hast thou cowered like a gerbil's yarbles. Also, I put a bedroll on my head. <laughs> Unable to see, you fire an arrow wildly. It flies past Quark and lands harmlessly in the ash dirt. Oh, man. The Ember Mauler draws closer. It seems to see that you're there, firing arrows with a bedroll on your head. I jump out from behind the rock. I have the power to intimidate, do I not? You do, but this is a fearsome beast. I get back behind the rock. I had a rush of blood to the head. Your intimidation does not last very long, and you are soon quickly found behind the rock again. I present a torch to see what the uh, with the with the green fire light. I'm. Uh, I think this is a bad green? idea, everyone. I thought you did. I don't think I did. Sorry. Well, the elf human's mind is imaginative. Wait. Also, Spencer, it's my birthday party. Sorry, sorry, Muldane. Spencer, I have a check mark behind the skill to handle animal. Yeah, this is a magical creature. It doesn't work like an animal. I'll t- I, uh, sorry, back behind the rock I go. Sorry, you guys. I, I, I dropped my wallet over there. You hear a ferocious roar and a burst of superheated air rushes past the rock. You can tell that it's very close. Jesus Christ. Wait, did it try to, is it targeting us? Yeah, it's it's coming toward. It's been coming towards you. Oh man, Sharpie, you, you, use your magic, man. Okay, all right, all right, I, all right. I, I'm a barbarian gnome. I got a sword and a backpack. I needed to wait until a point when there was no choice but to fight. I mean, Look, we've all had some drinks. Could everyone stop bitching at one another? 
Listen, you're a horse. I've been walking in your poop for the last 45 minutes, man. My plume is my glory. I said poop. My what? Your poop. Stop talking. Small dwarf-like thing. I I cast summon monster. All right, what monster would you like to summon? Like a orangutan or a a spectral dog? An orangutan's a monster? Look, I bought a zoo last year. I summon an orangutan. (laughs) A green monkey springs into existence. It charges out from around the rock and engages... You said right, green, guys. right? Or did yeah, I that, imagine that? that? <laughs> no, it wasn't green. What, where are you getting this from? <laughs> Let me get this straight. An orangutan charges around the rock. Guys, just take it easy. This is all going to solve itself. Okay. I, 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 I summoned a, uh, an orangutan. It'll be fine. Just give it a second. Okay. He you summoned hear, an orangutan. I hear, detect evil. <laughs> My hero. (laughs) You detect evil on the other side of the rock. You hear the shrieks of an orangutan being dismembered. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Way to go, hotshot. There's a method to my madness. What an unwholesome smell. (laughs) Like bananas and burning petrol. May I summon a, a magical beast? No, you don't have spells. <laughs> why, why, don't, why don't we utilize this unicorn that's, that's been following us around the whole time? I have a spell that I might cast. I will make a magic circle against evil. <laughs> you create a magic circle around yourself. The ember mauler. I will use urine. <laughs> and whirl my member in a helicopter-like motion in an anachronistic movement that has not hitherto yet been seen. Now, no evil may enter this circle of urine, and I apologize for the dampness. Here is a sponge with my likeness upon it that you may purchase for a very small fee. I don't know if good can enter this circle either. It's a bunch of horse pee. Unicorn. It's like being at a Gallagher show. All right, so we're, we're surrounded by a, a arc of urine. The urine steams on the ground. <laughs> the ember mauler waltzes <laughs> across, or across towards you, but it seems stopped by this circle in the ground. He is most gay, and yet he stands frozen. Ah, see, I told you, unicorns keep, keep, always have one. The, the ember mauler whips its fiery tail, and an arc of fire shoots past the barrier, right towards Sharpie. Sweet fucking Maria. Ooh. Uh, Can I, I throw do anything? My, I throw my backpack. You <laughs> throwing your backpack, it catches flames and intercepts the attack. Oh, thank you. Oh, it intercepts it. Yeah, it does. But this time. All right. Only All right. had one backpack. Your backpack burns and its contents are subsumed by fire. Fine. How formidable this backpack was. All right, Ray of Frost. You cast Ray of Frost. A blinding blue light streams from your fingers directly into the face of the Ember Mauler. As a cold spell, it does extra damage. Ooh. Ooh. I wonder. I, I follow up the attack with a Berserker Rage with my sword. The cold damage does two damage. The, the spell does two damage to the Ember Mauler. It recoils in pain. Yeah. I follow up the attack by congratulating Sharpie, for I care for him the most. 
As the congratulations unfurl, Quark unsheathes his blade and charges across the barrier of urine at the Ember Mauler. He slices a mighty blow and hits it right in the flank. He feels the heat off the Ember Mauler's hide, but he can tell that it's been wounded. It takes how much damage? Seven damage. How, How much damage do I take? You take two damage because of the fire on your hands. You're not wearing gloves or any protective equipment. I have the power to cure light wounds. Oh, is that inappropriate at this juncture? No, you can... Would you like to cure those white wounds? Whose wounds are we curing? Quark, the gnome. Although we have had our disagreements in the past, for he is short and barbaric, and I am lithe, white, and desirable. I live in a basket of green flowers and promises of butterscotch dawns, and he comes from a place of dark green gangrenous swords that are pulled from hideous scabbards. Hey, my hands are burning over here, man. I will lay my healing powers upon him so that he may know the power of the unicorn. While he's laying his, his uh, healing powers, I lovingly comb the hair of the unicorn, and he loves it. I wonder, might you braid me if yeah. it's not too gay at this juncture? Hey, uh, hey, uh, Moldane, get in the fight. <laughs> There's a, there's a, there's a lion over yeah, yeah, I just, shot 14 arrows. No, you shot... Okay. You shot an arrow blindly arrows. with a bed. Will everyone shut up? Face. I'm getting a permanent. A fight's going on. You're combing everybody's hair and you're complimenting people. <laughs> that certain air of savoir-faire in the merry old land of Oz. <laughs> so you know what, Unicorn? I, I only shot a couple arrows. Yeah. Unicorn, I'm sorry. Can I shoot the... The rest of the arrows? You can shoot one arrow, yes. Uh, well, fine, Spencer. Shoot an arrow. <laughs> Firing an arrow from your bow, you hit the lion straight in the face. The arrow burns, but it, it is punctured deeply. <laughs> Who broke my heart? You did, you did. Straight to the target and... Nobody? Uh, I shoot shoot another arrow. arrow Through my heart Uh, Shoot that poison arrow Spencer, would throwing knives do any good? Probably not, right? It is the Ember Mauler's turn Sorry (laughs) Circling around the circle of urine The Ember Mauler tries to find a weakness (laughs) He scratches at the dirt And some ash slides over the circle of urine Breaking the magic circle Oh shit the Embermeyer roars. We got Embermollers in the wire. Embermollers in the wire. I had no idea how tentative my circle of urine was when I sprayed it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are keeping score, but I just got my ass kicked over there. Assholes and elbows. The Embermoller makes a great swipe at, at Quark's face with a giant flaming claw. It hits you square in the face. Quark! Uh. Troll who I have disagreed with. He's a gnome, you bitch. You may know him, but I just met him. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. I have to 
I have the power to uh, cure moderate wounds. <laughs> Your face, I will sit upon and let my magic juices flow. Oh, God. And thus will you be repaired back to look like Ellie Mae from the Clempet family. In a, in a, in a, in a possibly not a, a, a official rage, uh, I, 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 I uh, cast Magic Missile at the... Uh, uh, yeah, thank you, man. A lot of fans here. As the unicorn is healing the gnome, your Magic mor- Missile looses forth and hits... The ember and this is like a like a romantic like 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 you can see the trembling in my my blushing cheeks. There's something going on. There is an almost sexual ecstasy in his fighting. No! The missile is bright red with rage. Yeah. Yeah. And yet the sperm count is so low. I'm dying over here, you guys. I am sitting on your face as fast as I can. <laughs> The missile strikes the Ember Mauler for four damage. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sweet. I use... In later levels, I'll be much more powerful. <laughs> I use my whip. All right. Pulling the whip from your back pocket. Uh, front it's pocket. an actual back pocket. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know what's happening, you guys. I'm trying to DM. I don't know. Does she have a whip? Yeah, she has a whip. She's got a whip. She has two magic. She's also got like five backpacks. (laughs) For all you people who actually care about Dungeons and Dragons, Qual's feather token is a magic item that can turn into a magical whip. Ha ha! And your mom is calling right now. It's time for dinner. (laughs) Mom! I'm with my friends! I just bring the hot pockets down here. <laughs> All right, you can have them down here once, but you've got to keep it more quiet. I make eye contact with Cork, making sure that things are cool between us. Cork's eyes are blocked by the, ho- the ass of a large unicorn. <laughs> my, white uh, flanks, my white flanks will issue their healing serum upon your visage. <laughs> No, Can no. you not feel? The no. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, Tylenol. If I had a nickel. You would have five cents. <laughs> Note to self, never have moderate wounds. Note to self, <laughs> always do Johnny Carson. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm feeling pretty good down here. Of course. What issues from me can only make one feel better? I am Tylenol with Cody Ann. Hey, guys, I got, an, I got a unicorn's ass on my head right now, but it, did you guys kill that ember mall yet? Not yet. It has, like, 30 hit points, clearly. Keep using plosives. It feels awesome. <laughs> Tylenol with Cody Be there any magic in your horn? I'm... I beg pardon? In my own world I was for but a moment. What is it, Elflet? I was I was hoping that you had magic in your horn. Indeed, Perhaps my horn is spoken of in many lands, and thoth doth quake at the very thought of my horn filling one. You know what? While I'm hearing... As he says that, Spencer, I, I, I look at my sheet, and I, I'd like to do handle animal again. <laughs> I am not an animal. I am a being from beyond your imagination whose power cannot contain your paltry fucking thoughts. Oh, Gnomi. 
Yeah, I just rolled the dice, and he rolled better than you, so you didn't handle him successfully. There's Shit. a fucking monster! What is this, Dick Cavett? What the? The Ember Mauler Somebody... pounces on Mulrain Sedana. No! Wait, who pounced on The me? Ember Mauler. <gasps> oh, gosh. It's been here for a while. Help! <laughs> yeah, guys, let's just wait him out. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, Gnome. Oh, guys, come on. I have a piercing I have a piercing horn now that you have mentioned it, oh Elflet. Uh see it here upon the this piece of paper handed to me by Yon Magician. Uh I may attack with my horn. And I bid you all good day. <laughs> Though I may die against the Elphamore. What's it called? The Ember Mauler. Him too. Both of them will tax my bravery to the utmost. And yet I bid you adieu. Oh, Gnome, my flanks safe. Much thanks to you. Oh, Sharpie, the courage I hope you may find within. And Elflet, I leave my heart with you. Indeed, literally, here it is. It's in a small baggie made of Ziploc. And now now I will heartily fuck off and pierce this Endermall with my horn. As the Endermall is pouncing on Mulrain Sedana. Someone in the front row is yawning copiously right now. I just want you to know that my the, monologue was like fucking... Yeah. The unicorn plunges its horn deep within the flank of the Endermall. Zorch! <laughs> Dealing sixteen damage to the Ember Mauler. Unicorns are powerful, magical creatures, you guys. I told you. Tell me about it. He's been sitting on my head for the last half hour. Call me. <laughs> the the Ember Mauler wobbles a bit and then falls over. Flaming blood spews out of its side and sprays I cast you. magic missile on it so to claim credit for the kill. <laughs> Before it hits the ground, your magic missile strikes true. Yeah! You successfully take credit for the kill. Yeah! <laughs> and Romney takes Ohio. <laughs> Well, uh, poor guy, uh, live on. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> is everybody is everybody okay? I'm not certain. <laughs> should we should we uh, should we take stock of what was what, what, what happens now? We got a, we got a dead ember mauler around. Well, us. let's check it out. Make sure it's dead. As you poke it, its body bursts into flames and is reduced to ashes. Only a bone lower jaw remains. <laughs> Somebody better take that. It might be worth something. I shall make it a necklace. To bring with us of, on all our adventures that I will be on. <laughs> I remain. Well, there was a reward for this posted at the uh, tavern back in Cockville. Cha Cha Lounge. At the Cha Cha. Am I dead? No, you're, no, alive. you're still alive. Oh. Unless you want to be Fucking dead. Fucking A. <laughs> no, unicorn. Only your career has died. <laughs> I must leave you after this episode, unlike the Elflet, who will stay until time is immeasurable. No, unicorn, take her away with you. I cannot, for I, I must go. Together. Many tasks must I perform for those who rule the seventh outermost circle. I wish ye much luck, Sharpie, in taking credit for kills in the future. 
Do you have to leave, uh, fair unicorn? Fuck off, I must, for appetizers are served at happy hour at the unicorn uh, Applebee's outside of my town where life is good. Unicorn, please take one of my arrows to remember me by. Do with it what you wish. I will take one of your arrows. Braid it in my mane, if you will, Elflit. I Hi, thank thee. And you, Gnome, many hours have I sat upon your face, and much memory have I had. For you are like Susie Chopstick. Your lips are everlasting. <laughs> Fuck off, I must. And let my cheeks break wind. Wow, look, it's leaving a, tra- a rainbow trail as, as he flies away. Haha, it's just Yo, a pretty ladies around the world. You can hear, you can, you can hear him singing. Is he singing word up? Is he singing word up? Everybody say, when you unicorn, you got to get it underway. Wait, word up. That was no unicorn, that was Everybody Morris Day the entire time. No matter where you think it, you I'll know miss you, it Morris Day. Unicorn. It, wasn't, it wasn't Morris Day. It was uh, Cameo. 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 Fuck, I screwed it. It was Cameo! <laughs> <laughs> By the seven moons of Let uh, us reflect how, on how this team of three watched that unicorn dancing into the sunset. Us? Two, two and a half. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've learned a lot in this adventure. <laughs> we've learned to get along. <laughs> We've learned to hide behind rocks. I've learned that Morris Day is not cameo. <laughs> uh, that's about it. But uh, we should head back to uh, that town that I keep forgetting the name of. Thornvale. Thornvale. Returning to Thornvale, you meet with Ferris of the Wardens. His name was on the bill to kill the Embermaller. He's at the Wardens' quarters. Hmm. <laughs> I am Ferris. And I am mildly disgruntled. <laughs> uh, well, your disgruntlement's going to stop when you find out what we just did. Killed an Embermaller! Motherfucker! <laughs> Who is this jive honky? <laughs> this is one of my best friends. Uh, he's, a, he's a gnome barbarian. No Expedia wish I to use this day. <laughs> We have just come back from slaying the Ember Mauler. Dost thou shit me? Elf, show him the jawbone to prove the point. She's wearing it as a necklace. I am, and again, I am a man, though I am beautiful and appear to be a woman. Here is the jawbone. Your male beauty is so overpowering that a semi I did get. Thank you, Ferris. Do you wish to lead a parade through Chicago? Indeed. And I wish to congratulate you, Sharpie. Though earlier I was disgruntled alone in this tavern drinking my ale, thou hast slain the... Embermaw. Him. Who hast brought evil upon this land. And I am to give thee this flagon. I take the flagon? (laughs) And this bag of riches. That's better. 1,400 gold pieces, to be exact. 1,397, but who is counting? (laughs) There is vigorous to be paid in this town. (laughs) Quirk, I would like to tell you this is money. Do not try to eat the money. The coins are made of gold and chocolate. (laughs) 
I eat the chocolate. <laughs> All right, that's the end of our D and D campaign chapter. Thank you, Aaron McGathy, for playing the part of Mar- Mordred. Uh, Thank you for letting me. Thank you. Morgan. <laughs> Morgan. 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 And Spencer, everybody, our dungeon master, of course. Oh, yeah, oh, come on. What a hero. You wear underwear every day, at least most of us do. It's time to try something better. MeUndies has created the world's most comfortable underwear with a blend of fabric that's three times more soft and more delicious than cotton. When you feel awesome from the inside out, you look awesome from the outside in. When you upgrade your undies game, everyone wins. Life feels better in MeUndies. MeUndies is made from Modal, a fabric that's three times softer than cotton and loved by Dan's dog, Nigel. MeUndies has tons of colors and patterns from classic to bold to adventurous, and they're the only brand with matching pairs for men and women. And all orders in the U.S. and Canada ship for free, so if anything eats your underwear, you can get them instantly, no problem, no hassle. And if you don't love your first pair, and you will, MeUndies will pay you back and you can keep it for free. No questions asked. Feed your dogs. I just got my pair in the mail, and it's amazing. I'd be wearing it right now if Nigel didn't bite a hole in the ass. That's why I subscribe, but you could also just save additional savings by purchasing in bulk. Make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash Harmontown to get 20% off your first order, and make sure to use that link, MeUndies.com slash Harmontown, so they know we sent you. All right, wear underwear, do it. Give it to your dogs. Everyone's happy. Um, so, how about that Romney? Wow. <laughs> He's all different than the other candidate. Greg, Greg uh, I met Greg for drinks before the show, and I said, is there anything you want to talk about? He said, just no politics. Not because he's not a, a political person, uh, quite the contrary, because he's, you, 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 you must be like a, uh, his, he has a podcast of his own, and so he's either exhausted from the previous one at this time of year or uh, gearing up for another uh, screed. Greg, if, if you could, like, a la Dungeons & Dragons, create a presidential candidate, uh, like a mystical character, uh, what would your presidential candidate be? First, his power would be fudge. <laughs> because no one doesn't like fudge. Secondly, he would raise the dark cloud that has been uh, visited upon this land and replace it with one of menthol so that we could all breathe freely. (laughs) Thirdly, those who are in want would suddenly have the succor that they need and would be able to drink from a cornucopia of delicious peach-scented beverages that would provide all the nutrients they needed. And lastly, health (laughs) care. That's separate from succor. Oh, no. Succor is delicious, yeah, but it's yeah. not healthcare. <laughs> universal succor we will all receive. And yeah, also don't you th- wouldn't that be great if a candidate pr- promised universal succor? <laughs> he, he just dodged the issue then. Everyone would talk about healthcare, but he's like, no, no. Succor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, that you get. <laughs> and he just kind of threaded that needle and won. Uh, <laughs> succor is fine. So, like, I'm not saying we should socialize medicine. I'm saying we should socialize succor. Yeah. 
Uh, <clears throat> you I, you're promising fudge, succor, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I, I think the pursuit of happiness is misleading because no one really knows. There's no consensus on happiness. Like, Some people are happy when they're shooting people in the exactly. face. Exactly. <laughs> if you're a Republican, if there's a bunch of ugly people in a room screaming and shit, you're like, fuck, this is awesome. And then if you're, if you're not, you're like, fuck, this is scary. So that's where I come down. <laughs> This crowd, of course, has been living on D&D and comic books, so they don't know what I'm talking about. There's an election this year. That's where politics sort gets really of. complicated, though, is the basic fact that as primates, we all just want each other to like each other. And so we, 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 there's, there's, sometimes it's very easy to just say, hey, whatever makes you happy. And then some people, sometimes we have a very simple answer for exactly what we want and what makes us happy. And then sometimes the line gets very thin and very, or very wide and very blurry because what we really want is for everybody to like us. And so sometimes uh, you, the, 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 the way you get people to like you is by being unhappy, for instance. Yeah. We, all know, we all have friends in this room uh, who, who are a little more comfortable depressed mm -hmm. than they are joyful. Uh, sometimes I feel that way. Like, I'm like, you know, it's kind of Munchausen syndrome where you're like, oh, you know, it could be better. And you feel the love come in and that's how you get it. And I, I mean, obviously, like, it's, it's weird because we're, we're, we're monkeys. Monkeys just want monkeys to... The only thing that we know for sure is that monkeys don't want to be alone. That's the one thing that you can guarantee. I, I, I think I've ranted about this before. Is that, like, like I saw this documentary about solitary confinement where they're, uh, you know, like the, the most hard-ass fuckers that eat people and uh, they, 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 they're the most sociopathic, uh, amoral, uh, 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 dysfunctional people. Uh, and, but you put them in solitary confinement and they immediately act exactly the same way that your dad would act in solitary confinement or anybody or Mr. Rogers or Captain Kangaroo, they, they all act equally tortured and insane because being cut off from all other people is, is the only thing, that the, the only common denominator there is. We, none of us can, can handle it. Uh, uh, there's no, there are all the different things that can go wrong with the human brain. There is no thing, there's no balloon animal you can twist in your skull that makes a human being get into being alone. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, and we're talking about a world where there's people who like to have shits taken on them. Uh, and, 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 and they smile while it's happening. They're like, this is great. I just, would you have chili? This By is fantastic. But those people, along with everybody else, or if, you, if you shut them off from society, if you send them off into the woods and say that they're dead to you, they will, they will, they will suffer the same pain as Jeffrey Dahmer and Bill Clinton and, and Mr. Rogers and anybody. And, I, and while that's the only thing, I think, we, like, can we start with that and go, okay, if that's the case, then we have something to go on here. We have like a close encounter uh, beep, boop, 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 like, like that we can build a language off of. That's our Tatanka, is the idea. Hey, well, you guy with the fe feathers coming out of your thing, and you pierced your cheek, and you don't speak the same language as me, and you have a completely different language, and uh, I, I, like, we all agree. Like, you, you hate it when you're alone, right? Yeah, I hate it when I'm alone, too. Like, what's the scariest thing in the world? Your mom saying peekaboo but never coming back. Yeah, that's what everybody's afraid of. It's like mom covers her face, and then her face disappears. <laughs> And the first laugh you get is she goes peekaboo and she's back and so you laugh. But uh, like 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 God damn it! Well, what was my point? I, I, Mitt Romney should I hope probably I be president. Yeah, they probably I should, you should like because uh, I, I uh, it's. Uh, 
it's it, you, like you said, like there are people in the world who are going to be in a room full of like horrible, disgusting, nasty people shouting, cut off his head and, 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 and money's better and drill, baby, drill. And they're going to be happy in that room. If you, you could hook them up to a polygraph and say, are you happy? And I think that they pass yeah, it. Yeah. They'd go like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling good tonight. But like, there's, so there's got to be, there's got to be a way to. I got nothing. I don't know. There's got to be a way to take them through that all the way into, yeah, but then there's no people. <laughs> then you're alone. Wouldn't that make you sad? And then they, they would fail that polygraph test. They wouldn't go, yeah, I'm having a good time here in, a, here in an island by myself. Because that's the, that's the peak of capitalism, too. Like, that's what you do. Your house gets bigger. Your yard gets bigger. The, the, the barbed wire gets taller. You're, the richer you are, the more, the more allowed you are to just go up to Xanadu and just hang out and not talk to anyone. And be alone. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and those people go fucking nuts. Um, and then they run for president. And uh, uh, <clears throat> But anyways, Greg, Greg didn't want to talk about politics tonight. But I, I, I did, I, a couple weeks ago, I did a little screed. And it wasn't really, I, I'm, I'm the laziest brain guy in the world. And I did a little screed about politics. And it was about the idea that, you know, I, I, I referred to uh, Osama, Osama, Obama. <laughs> I, I, did the, I did the same thing. We'll, we'll edit it out. Wow. <laughs> Uh, their names are similar. Um, there's one letter. Uh, I, I, re- I referred to the choice between <laughs> Obama and Romney as the choice between Diet Pepsi and piss. Uh, like, <laughs> n- neither of them is water. Uh, neither of them is what you need. Uh, and I, but, I, but I ended that rant by, I, 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 on, a, on, a, on a base that might make some of these 25-year-olds think that I was like a libertarian or something, which is not... I, 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 I not that either. That's not it. I'm just a big, fat, lazy, tired, sad, cynical fucker. And, and, and every four years I go and I, I pull the lever for the, uh, for the Democratic candidate just because I don't want to be part of anything bad that happens. But I resent the fact that that's why I'm pulling a lever. And I resent the implication that that's an act of revolution because it's not. And nothing's ever going to change as long as we keep being convinced that, the, that, that, that revolution happens behind a curtain booth. Uh, it's, it's a, that, that's a scam in itself that we're buying. I think that things need to change a little more. I, 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 I read that Al Gore is like getting into uh, he's, he wants to he's actually coming out and saying fuck the electoral college. We have to change it completely, right? We have to drop yeah, it. 12 years after the fact, but yes. He <laughs> if he yeah. said it in 2000, it might have been a different we're time. Right? We'll take it with a grain of salt, Al Gore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, he also likes massages quite a lot, is my understanding. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, that's the curse. I remember the uh, the teachers in my school that all the all the students liked were always the ones that ended up getting in trouble for like hanky smoking panky. dope with them. Yeah, yeah. That's always the big problem. The the brush cutted guy. Uh, the, the, you know the economics teacher and gym coach like he never he never he never colored outside the lines no he's, he's, he's no it was the fine. language arts teacher who smoked pot with the girls who got in trouble later but he would put your head through a window you know like he would he would go nuts he would right. have a nervous and he break. didn't call you by your last name the whole time either <laughs> fascism <laughs> sometimes it's the simpler choice uh, <laughs> fascism the simpler choice Stop thinking about it. Join us. <laughs> it's easy to march. It's hard to walk to your own beat. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've had a rash of not knowing how to end the shows uh, the last couple of shows. Is this one of those? Ah, sure. I, I, well, if you're asking if I know how to end the show, I, the, the answer you're is talking yes. to the wrong person, man. Yeah, you've never seen one. You don't know what. what yeah, yeah, how does it I'm, usually I'm, end? I'm loquacious within Garyless, so I don't know how to end a fucking show. Um, <clears throat> Start talking more. We, we could probably do a. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I can't talk. I'm not going to get them started on politics, but uh, I would be happy to end with a. Uh, a patented proof screed. Gee, that's terrific. <laughs> Just no, do one. No do, pressure. Do one about crackers. <laughs> you like crackers? It, it, it's a new segment called Greg Proops is on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about crackers is, I mean, there's the stone wheat thins, but like after the first bite, you're like, this could really use some peanut butter or some like butter or whatnot. Because stone wheat thins are a bit like pretzels. The first bite, and you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to breathe again. There's kind of a windpipe blockage thing. I like Ritz, and I like the little ones as well. Um, I do like the European ones, but when you go to Whole Foods and there's like a $17 one and it's got like a cheese flavor, those are always weak and they fail under the fucking topping. <laughs> he really did the screen about crackers. He did it. Oh, you asked me to fucking jump in. It's not my fault the crowd's going to stare uh, at like the fucking oil paint. Well, I think they were mesmerized. Greg. Me- mesmerized or disappointed. Don't do that thing where you try to force the ending with the applause. We've been through this. I was going to say. I can tell the difference. They did. They tried to end it. Yeah. Greg, uh, Dan, l- l- let's just keep throwing him at him until he drinks. Oh, no, no. Crickets, crickets, crickets. You- okay, crickets. The thing is, it's and, a difficult and, and, game to understand. I lived in England for five years, and you'd watch it on TV, and it's really difficult. Like, there's a batsman and a bowler. There's umpires. No, crickets, plural, like the insects, the insects. You're being an insect right now by countermanding me. All right, Norwegian, Norwegian fishing. I don't know the first thing about Norwegian fishing, but I do know this. <laughs> the Norwegians, along with the Swiss, are the only country in Europe that told the European Union to fuck off. We don't even want to join the EU because we have untold fucking riches. So when you go to Norway, and we've been to Nor- Jeff and I have been to Norway together, and I would say it was with a group of other comedians, but it wasn't. <laughs> Jeff and I just went as a couple. <laughs> Uh, we, one weekend we were like, let's fucking go to Norway. And so Jeff wore red felt and I wore blue. And uh, we went to Stavanger, Norway, which is a beautiful place. Oh, the fjords. Oh, the fjord. <laughs> we, uh, we laid in a pool together. We ate red deer covered with Logan, lingonberries. I had, I had the horse, if you, if you remember. Yeah, Jeff had the horse, which isn't horse in Norwegian. It's like kafunta. And then... Uh, uh, the disappointing part about Norway is that, um, that you, there's rarely Chinese food. <laughs> Typical. But, but, but to, the sushi. The oh, su- oh, the sushi fuck. to fucking die for. Um, I don't know if you've ever had seal before, but this, the peniped sushi no, no, there. You, you haven't had seal. You have not had seal. Not the way they make it in Norway. No, no, because they do a special gravy. Stavanger will the, fuck the, up a seal. Oh, they do it, it, it. It falls off the flipper. Yeah, white person will fuck oh, up God. a fucking seal. Oh, it's just. <laughs> you can taste the herring. You know what I mean? It's. It, it's, it's off the boat, is what it is. It's fully and off the it's boat. It's on the hook and off the it's boat. A, what, what's Jeff's favorite show? Uh, deep Sea Fishing? What's your favorite fucking? Uh, deep Balls. Deadliest Catch. Deep cash. Balls 9. Deadli- uh, deep Balls 9. Is oh, Deep Balls 9. Channel. It's on the Hustler channel. Yeah, yeah. It, I like, it, it answers the questions from Deep Balls 8. <laughs> 
stupid. So dumb. That's my, that's I like fault. Star Trek The Next Penetration. <laughs> Does that take us to a, le- a level that we're like an eighth grade level? You want to play 185 to close? What's that? With accents? <laughs> Is no, nothing. It was a comedy sports reference. Uh, okay. I, 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 uh, no, Greg and I traveled the, the world doing, doing low-level short-form improv, but, but highly successful. And when we were in Norway, fireworks. <laughs> Greg, we have the two of you. Like, 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 I could, uh, we, we've learned from previous podcasts that I'm, I'm a great beatboxer. And we have the two really? of you oh. who, are prof- who are professional musical improvisers. I could lay down a beat... You could get a topic. You could do a little rap. It won't be the first time you close the show that way. We'll say goodnight. Yeah, let's get out of here. Kick the beat. And then you'll get the suggestion over the beat like that. Okay, uh, sure. Uh, Go on, G. Greg. You are an excellent beatboxer. Yeah. Harmon Town. In, in the house. Yo, nerd mouth. Yo. Greg, what should we get for a suggestion? Jeff, it's all about freestyle. Why all don't you get it? All right. I'll just go from what we did tonight. Yo, we played a little D&D. There was a girl on stage. Greg Proops was all the rage. However, there was a little animosity. Yeah, and some publicity. It's all good down in the thing. We're on the Nerd Melt on Sunset BLD. Parking cars ain't no way to know which way you're going to get a ticket anyway. I can't think of any better way to end the podcast than three white guys just wrapping their ass off. Yo, Nerd Melt in the house. Everybody put those hands in the air. And if you like great poop, say yeah. Yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. And if you like Dan Harmon, say yeah. Yeah. To the J and to the E and to the F double F. He's Jeff Davis. Enough, Seth, Seth. He's going all night long. He's going to get you with his massive prong. Dan Harper, take it down. Finish it off, Dan. Yeah, motherfuckers. Thank you, Herman Town. <laughs> Respiratory alkalosis. <laughs> We want to thank Katie Levine, our audio recording, Zach McKeever, tech, Emily Gordon, producer, Daniel Kramer, program director, Dustin Marshall, podcast producer, Mo Fathlebab, our director, Jenny Fine, our artist. I'm Jeff Davis, the controller. Fresh, fresh. One more time for the mayor of Harmon Town. Dan Harmon. Also, Harman. one more time for Craig Proops. Harmon Town gonna. And our dungeon master, Town Spencer. Harmon Town are gonna. Harmon Town. Harmon Town. Thank you.
you for coming, everybody here at Nerd Melt, listening on Podcast Land. You guys are fantastic. Bonsoir, bonne nuit. Sorry. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.